Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by AG Chase Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome back to Coast View. I really enjoyed that conversation with Chief Wayne Payne. The Payne family in general has contributed so much to coastal Mississippi over so many years, especially in the area of law enforcement. Just incredible, the legacy that they have. Um, and, of course, as, uh, as you know, kids and grandkids grow and make their contributions, there's a, there's a public service mentality, you know, culture inside that family where they all want to give back in some way or another. It's just it's really incredible. And what Wayne in particular has done to contribute to – uh, to multiple law enforcement agencies, and more particularly as it relates to sort of building from the ground up the, the Alberville Police Department. It's just a great story. And, um, you know, he'll he'll kind of drift off into the sunset, but I bet his days of so somehow giving back to the community are not over. That That is for sure. My old friend Wayne Payne just really enjoyed that conversation. Um, I want to tell you a quick story here. Uh, my wife, Ann, and I have had the the we have we have three kids and, and so they they went to Catholic school system here, here in coastal Mississippi, and we get to know so many amazing families as a result of that that you know our journey our you know both both in elementary school and then of course in high school, and then we've watched all these kids grow up and become incredible parents and we've stayed close to their parents and just a great tight knit of uh, I would say Catholic families here in coastal Mississippi that have gotten to know each other in that way. And one of the families that we really grew to love and appreciate is the Whiteside family. And uh, one of the sons is Cameron Whiteside and his wife, Sarah Whiteside. We watched them kind of grow together, get married, have kids. And uh, Anne was noticing recently where uh, Cameron and Sarah's daughter, Kate, had some hearing issues, and they had some specific challenges. And as a result of the challenges they faced, um, they became sort of advocates for some changes in the way that the state looks at hearing aids. And I, I, Anne was so touched by it, and when she shared the story, Kate's story with me, I thought, man, I've got to have Cam Cameron or Sarah or both of them on my show so we can talk about the challenges that they have faced and bring more public awareness to, to what they have had to deal with. And with, uh, with that said, Cameron wasn't available, but Sarah was available. And I want to invite uh, Sarah Whiteside into the conversation and say good morning to you. How are you doing, Sarah? Hey, great. Good morning. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate yeah. it. Let's start. Let's start with this. Um, uh, we, we'll get into we'll get into the the realities of uh, you know what we're facing from a policy and and law point of view. We'll get there shortly. But okay. I want you to tell me first of all about Kate. Let's let people know, get to know who Kate is. Yeah. Okay. So Kate is two years old. She was born um, with hearing loss. We. Realized that with her newborn hearing screen, she had never passed her initial newborn hearing screen. It took us about seven months to get an official diagnosis of sensory neural hearing loss, which is damage to the nerve that affects your hearing, and that's in both ears. So she's at a moderate to severe loss in both ears, and she's been wearing hearing aids since eight months of age, and that's thanks to Southern Miss. So we 
owe a lot to them and they are they've been great she's also been receiving speech therapy since she was eight months of age and to this day she doesn't have any delays in her um, in her language skills she does have a few articulation deficits but we cannot say enough about how much USM has helped us out and early intervention is key for sure. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually aware of because I spent obviously I went to Southern Miss and yeah. I'm a proud okay. Southern Miss alumnus, but as publisher of the Sun Herald stayed very much in touch with so many incredible pockets of excellence that emerge from Southern Miss and one of them is the Children's Center for Communication and Development. Yeah. I mean what what they have done for you guys has been and for for other families like yours has been truly miraculous, hasn't it? It really has. So they have provided a speech therapy since Kate was eight months of age and also provided her first pair of borrowed hearing aids that were of no cost to us since obviously our private insurance does not cover hearing aids. So the families with private insurance do pay out of pocket full price for hearing aids and even the testing that goes along with hearing loss. One of the things I, I, what, what hearing of your issue caused me to do is do a little bit of research to understand what's the, what's the, you know, the nation's view toward hearing aids. And um, this is, I mean, it's, it's a topic I didn't know much about, but this is one of the reasons I enjoy doing this show is because yeah. when I learn of a situation like Kate's, it makes me want to understand just more widely, what, how, do, how do we as a nation look at the disbursement and, uh, and issues around hearing aids? And what I discovered was the FDA has uh, initiated a new ruling that should take effect in the next, uh, you know, certainly by fall, I think is what Washington Post said, but that would make hearing aids for the moderately hearing impaired more widely available over the counter. And they're in the process of putting uh, yeah. some some requirements together. I think that's a really good move because it, what it, it does, it begins to bring awareness to the fact that one of the highest costs that, that anyone with hearing loss has to deal with is the need, unfortunately, to force need for a prescription and for a hearing a hearing aid assessment, hearing assessment, et cetera, and the, fo the fo focus being on getting more affordable hearing aids over the counter, I think yeah. is a positive move. But it doesn't help, unfortunately, young young ch children like, like Kate, does it? It would eventually when, when she's an adult, but unfortunately, no, not now. And I will say that the Medicaid program of Mississippi, whether it's income-based or diagnosis-based, which is disabled child in the home, does cover hearing aids. So we're really only talking about six to seven kids per year in the state of Mississippi with private insurance that this- Wow. So that's, that's so actually quite interesting. I didn't know that number. And that's that's a small, small number. It is. It should be easy to get your head around from a, from a legislative point of view. But we're going to come back to the legislature in just a yeah. second because there's a Senate bill. There's a House bill. Correct. Uh, some inkling of hope came from one of the bills. We'll talk specifically about that in just a second. This is all like really, really new news in yeah. just the past few days. Um, but what, why don't we let's take a step back for a second. Tell okay. me about Tell me about your husband, Cameron. Okay, so Cameron is a graduate of Mercy Cross with your daughter um, from 2007. He went to, um, he graduated from University of South Alabama. Now he's a Biloxi fireman. He's been a fireman for seven to eight years and he is great at his job and serves his community every every day that he can. He's He's a great guy, great dad. <laughs> Cameron, Cameron was a, a, a true inspiration to people, and he played football. Yeah, and he, he had some challenges. I played college 
football. So he's he got, had some challenges, didn't he? Say that one more time. I'm sorry. Had some challenges. He did. He did. He had a few um, physical injuries, but he he's a tough guy and pers- he perseveres through physical injury and he's very strong mentally as well, which I think has made him so successful in his career that he's well, very. That's, all, that's awesome, and I know he loves being a firefighter. He does. He loves serving his community in the city of Biloxi, and he's really excelled. He now teaches um, the new hires. He teaches different classes throughout the department, and we're so proud of him. Well, and uh, obviously he is. We know him to be an amazing young man for sure. So, um, okay, so, so, so you are a pediatric f- physical therapist. Tell me about that. I am. So I service children from zero to ages 21. We do some early intervention, which is also what Kate has received through speech. I work in a, in a clinic that has pediatric physical therapy, pediatric occupational therapy, and speech therapy. So we're really just all around clinic that you can come to. We service the community through early intervention, which is so for kids who it's not safe for them to come out to the clinic. We'll go to their homes through the state of Mississippi. And then we also have kids that come into the clinic and we have a few school contracts. And then we service the special needs daycare. So one in Gulfport and one in Pascagoula. In in a way, the way I see it, looking at your situation, your specialty in particular, it was a little divine intervention, really, to it prepare was, you as a mother on what inter, early intervention really looks like. Do you do you think in that way about it? I do. I do. I wish for my child that she didn't have to fight the way that she's going to have to for the rest of her life and live with these deficits. But I'm also very thankful that myself and Cameron are willing to fight for her and get her the needs that or the things that she needs that will help her succeed in life. We really, we know that her hearing will never be typical, but we want to set her up for the best that she can be. Wow. It's it's such a tough road for parents. And, And when you have to add the cost of dealing with something like that, I'm really struck by the number you just said, how few children are in this same situation. It seems to me, and again, we'll get into the sort of legislative process yeah. here in just a second, but it seems to me it would be a relatively easy thing to solve, and that is yeah. having insurance companies uh, deal with it. But nothing's ever easy, is it, Sarah? It's not. It's not. But And there's only about 67 children born in the state per year with hearing loss. And like yeah. I said, about yeah. 10 of them are private insurance children. Amazing. Okay, so this is Sarah Whiteside, Sarah Kirby Whiteside. Uh, her and her husband Cameron have uh, a challenge with their daughter Kate with with uh, some hearing loss, and the, the the hearing aids are not covered by insurance. It's that simple, and it, they're very expensive. It could be as much as three thousand dollars per aid, and for a Biloxi fireman and a young <coughs> excuse me, a long, young professional, he's doing pediatric physical therapy. Uh, it seems to be that this is this is a medical need. I mean, just I mean, the kid will not will not develop properly without it. What we're going to do on the other side, we're going to talk a little bit more about if you don't address this the way that they're addressing it, and then we'll talk a little bit about the legislative process and give you an update on where we are. So when we come back, we'll continue the conversation. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. 
This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I have Sarah Whiteside with me today, and we're talking about um, a hearing loss issue and challenge and we'll get more specific to the challenge here in just a second and how we might be able to resolve it but you know sarah i I talked to you and i said during the during the break that you're a really good communicator and and what you're doing the work that you're doing in the legislature the work that you're doing to tell kate's story is not only it may not help kate immediately you know how the the system works but it is beginning to make more people aware of the situation that Kate is facing, and it will have an impact on other kids. And my sense is you're such a great communicator. You bring such passion to the conversation. Of course, when you're talking about your own child, it's easy to bring passion to the conversation, but that you're a great advocate. You and Cameron are really good advocates for what is best for children in general who face this issue. And there are really so few of them in Mississippi that face this. It seems to me that this is something that the legislature ought to deal with. And I appreciate the fact that you're willing to do this. Uh, by the way, I should also say thank you to my wife, Anne, because she, when she's you know, doing her morning reading, which she reads a lot, she's constantly bringing to my attention these stories. And, uh, and it creates this opportunity for Sarah and I to be together on the, on the show to, today. But yes. you're aware, aren't you? You're aware that your work may not necessarily pay dividends for, for Kate in the short run, but the, over the long run, it can help a lot more people than just Kate. Or You're very aware of that, aren't you? Yes, sir, definitely. And we've been fighting for this since she was born. Obviously, we knew she had deficits, and we've been fighting for what's right for her and for the children of Mississippi with hearing deficits. And actually the bill that might have a chance in the house won't help us directly, but it will help other families. And so let's, 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 let's go through it. Essentially what we started with this year are two house bills, house bill 155. We usually don't get into the numbers because they don't mean anything, but uh, Senate bill 2339. Yes. Um, so, um, you know, a lot of hope and a lot of work going into this. My, my sense is that bills like this, it's hard in the legislature like we're dealing with today, which I have said is one of the most consequential uh, legislative sessions we've ever had because we've got all this federal money that came from COVID. We've had a, a, a bit of a, a more success from a tax collection point of view than we expected. There are so many agendas working against each other. The way I say it is a lot of noise, a lot of noise. And yeah. it's hard for something like this that affects such a small amount of people to kind of make it through committees when there's so much noise. Uh, but tell me essentially what did the bill what do you want the bills to accomplish? Now, we're not talking about where we are right now, but I'm saying as the bills were introduced, what was the hope that they got passed? The hope is that they would make it out of one of them at least would make it out of committee to be voted on into the House or the Senate and then eventually voted on in the other one retrospectively. Yeah. Um, and then for in private insurance companies to cover even a portion of hearing aid or the testing that goes on with getting the hearing aid. So right, you have to right. various levels of testing to determine what type of hearing loss the child has and what type of hearing aid will ultimately help that child. So that was our goal. And Yesterday, when we drove up to the Capitol, we had learned that the Senate bill didn't make it out of committee. So we washed that one. House bill was still kind of on the table. And 
then we had heard that the House bill didn't make it. And our lobbyist actually scheduled us a meeting with Hank Suber, which made all of the difference in the world. So we took Kate up to Hank Suber's office with our lobbyist and Kate's audiologist. My dad was actually with us. He was um, in Jackson for a briefing and then Cameron as well. And we brought my youngest son. So it was definitely a family affair just to advocate for, for Kate and for the other children of Mississippi. Um, so a version of House Bill 55 did sort of slide through. It it's did. not what you had hoped. It may not impact or will not impact Kate, but what, what's that version that, that at least came through? So the version that will be voted on by the House, so it actually just made it out of committee. So a very small baby step, but still a huge positive that the state plan, so Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi will have to take a clause out that actually prohibits the state plan from paying for hearing aids for children under 21. Yeah, yeah. So that's so, a huge positive. Yeah, so again, it, it doesn't affect Kate directly, but it no, is interesting that there is a, go ahead, go ahead. Unfortunately, we don't have Blue Cross of, or Blue Cross. Right, Blue. right. So here's a situation where there was actually a clause that said it prohibited Correct. Uh, doing, yes. you know, helping to pay for hearing aids for, for, for children under 21, and they will, will drop that. I think, you know, look, the legislative process, somebody says, if you don't like laws, I mean, if you like laws and sausage, don't watch either one of them get made. And it's, <laughs> and it's true. I mean, the legislative process, for good reason, actually, for very good reason, it's hard to get bills through the system. That's just the way it works. And we're coming to our end of our, end of our uh, time together, but the good news news is once you start the conversation more people become aware of it then there can be iterations to those bills you find advocates inside the legislature who will work for you you find leadership who will work for you and it's hard not to hear your story and Kate's story and not be touched by it and hopefully this is just the beginning of what will ultimately be success for you guys and that's what we're just asking for more awareness of the issue and it really doesn't affect a great number of kids in the state, but for the ones that it does affect, it makes a huge difference. So we well, want some. God bless you, Sarah. God Thanks. bless Cameron. Oh. God bless Kate and your family. Hank Zuber for kind of moving yeah. this thing along. We, we will we will stay in touch with you guys over the coming yeah. years, and uh, and hope hope you have success and good luck with your sweet daughter. Thank you so much, and thank you to Ann as well for. <laughs> you bet, you bet for sure. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.